Welcome to Sermon q and I'm Pastor Craig here with Pastor Michael in the studio today. We started a new series on April 24th, 2022, called Jesus Is. And the first one is, Jesus is eternal life. Mm-hmm. Pastor Michael, the question to you this morning is this. There's a new idea. Well, it's not so new. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an idea that everybody seems to like, that all people go to heaven. Mm. So your question is, do I have to be, can I be a true Christian and believe that all people go to heaven? I'm going to say no. And that might sound a little bit harsh on the front end, but in order to be a Christian, there are basic fundamentals you have to believe. They're non-negotiables. For example, you have to believe that you are a sinner. You also have to believe that Jesus is God and that he died on the cross for your sins and was raised from the dead. These are like the non-negotiables. Um, my, right, and yeah. I don't mean to interrupt you. Please, yeah. Where do we get those that information from? Um, that is that is all from the New Testament. And so... First Corinthians 15, well, gospel story. Absolutely. Died, have, acor- died for our sins according to the scriptures. Yep. All of this. Raised from the dead, uh, Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead. Yep. Uh, I mean, these are just 23 Romans, all, all of sin and come and fall short of the glory of God. Good, good, good. Okay. We literally could go on. It yep. is like the, it is so overwhelming of a requirement. Now, if somebody were to say, I believe everyone goes to heaven, that means that nobody goes to hell. Mm-hmm. And maybe they believe, let's give them the benefit of the doubt that uh, the devil and angels go to hell, but nobody else does. Well, the first thing I'm going to say is you're, you're completely ignoring the explicit teaching of a bunch of scripture. That's a problem. But really bigger than that is Okay, well then why did, if everybody goes to heaven, why did Jesus die on the cross for your sins? Mm. Um, if, if there is no hell, if everybody goes to heaven, I don't even need to become a Christian. What's even, what's even the point? Uh, and, and so when we just kind of pull back the rationale of it, the death of God is such a, an enormous punishment. Uh, that is the magnitude of which we can barely even comprehend that God himself would lay aside privileges of deity and become a baby, let his creation torment him, uh, ultimately murder him. And then a bunch of his buddies, like why on earth would he do that if he wasn't solving an enormous problem? Right. It's, again, the first Corinthians 15, like yeah. you're like going through the whole passage there. Yeah. Um, for by one man, sin entered to the world, death passed by yeah. all men for all sin. But then it says, uh, by one man, that sin passed all, all die, in yeah. Adam all die, in Christ shall all be made alive. Amen. So he fixed the problem right. that Adam brought to us. If everybody goes to heaven, there is no problem. So there is, so, but there is a different view on this that I um, find irritating, but I get it, if we're going to be honest. Uh, and it's this idea that um, Jesus had to die. And when he died, he paid for everybody's sins despite them. Right. And on that level, I, this is where I come back and I just say, um, you have to blatantly ignore, cut out, erase, massively reinterpret so much of the New Testament at that point that um, it is clear that your, your authority is not God. Uh, you just have to ignore him. And I, I, I guess I have a problem with somebody says, hey, um, God, I want to tr- go to heaven, but I don't want to believe anything you say. Uh, I'm sorry for my sin, basically only because I don't want to go like, like to hell. Oh, but I don't even believe in hell anyway. So it doesn't even matter. It's, it's, there is no reason to be a Christian at that point. If Jesus died, despite what we believe or do or don't do all that kind of stuff, then here's what I would look at. I'd look at everybody and say, 
honestly, do whatever you want, live however you want, because it doesn't matter. You get there in the end, <laughs> indulge in this life. You keep going through. All right. First I know. I'm 15, like, eat, eat, drink, and yes. be merry for tomorrow we die. For tomorrow That's we right die. There, right. right. It's, it's so funny. It's like if Jesus didn't raise from the dead, if there isn't a hell, like if there, if nobody goes to hell, the scriptures are wrong. They can't be trusted. Yep. Do whatever you want. You're still in your sin. You're still in your sin. Yep. On, on every level, it doesn't even matter what angle we we approach this from. Uh, you you are so far away from understanding the gospel that your sin is so grievous that it's separated you from God, and that the only acceptable punishment was the death of God. So, like in any kind of infraction, like if I sin against you and I steal a hundred dollars. Um, I can't pay you back $90. I have to pay you $100 plus interest. And so to make something right shows you like how bad it actually was. Mm -hmm. Then I actually would have to go to jail if I stole from you and I got prosecuted, et cetera. There's a crime and the crime has to fit the punishment, right? Maybe. Maybe. It depends. <laughs> yeah. Nowadays. We don't, uh, <laughs> uh, no, but like, so in God's judicial economy, you have your sin separates you from God. Yep. You don't have enough righteousness to pay it back. So the only thing that could plausibly satisfy your payment was the death of God in your place on your behalf. Like that, that is the only thing that could make right. That's the, that shows the magnitude of what was wrong. And in fact, your sin was so bad. Had you not had a substitute sacrifice in your behalf, you'd have to go to hell for all of eternity. My point in saying that is that the punishment tells us the severity of the issue. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to deny the punishment, all that does is shows me you don't understand the issue. You don't understand the severity of, of the issue. It helps when you understand the holiness of God. Yeah. That really helps that sin can't exist in his presence. That gap had to be filled and it couldn't be filled with us. Amen. It had to be filled with the righteousness of a perfect yeah. individual. And that was only Jesus Christ. Yep. And and the person who says, uh, ah, I see what the Bible teaches, but I don't believe in hell. God of love would never do that. At that point, I just want to say... You have no basis for believing anything in this. Why yeah. then, and maybe we can finish with this, why then do people, what is the pull toward universalism? Is it simply that people don't want to acknowledge bad things are coming? Uh, I, my, my two cents, I think it's twofold. Number one is people um, do not understand the severity of sin. Let's be honest. Nobody fully understands it, yeah. but, but yeah, there, there is a there is a, 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 a numbing of our conscience as we look at the weight of sin. We're like, ah, it's not that bad. But this is what we do when we sin. We're like, ah, it'll be fine. Ah, it's not that big of a deal. Ah, yeah. you know, like Hitler was bad, but not me. Yeah, you know. So there's there's that numbing. There's that. Um, but I think the reality. So there, there is no doctrine in the entire scriptures that will leave you probably more sad or disturbed than the doctrine of hell. It is the hardest of all the doctrines. It is the one doctrine. That if I could get rid of any singular doctrine of Christianity, I get rid of that one because the more it's like trying to fathom eternity alone is hard, but trying to fathom eternity under eternal conscious torment, the yeah. biblical historic doctrine of hell, it's so unfathom, unfathomably heavy that our soul can barely, barely even carry it. Mm -hmm. And so when we try to reconcile that, the wrath of God with the love of God, the human mind does not have, I think, the ability to fully bring these, bring these together. Um, and then we we don't have a, an ability to even process how can I be in heaven knowing this is happening yeah. and loving this God like that we don't have a category of what it means to have bodies and minds without the sin nature infecting them yeah. um, we just don't have any categories for it so people the more they ponder it um, they ponder with sinful minds in a sinful world and a broken logic uh, without understanding the true nature of who God is and they come to um, unbiblical, sad conclusions about who God is and if hell is real. 
And so they're like, well, it must not be real because my God would never do that. Yeah. I've heard that phrase so many times. Yeah. My God would never do that. I'm yeah. like, what? where did you get this notion of your God? Because yeah. my God, the notion of my God is developed from scripture. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> we consider hell, God considers hell such a reality yeah. that he gave us his only son yep. to die on the cross so that we could get out of that judgment. Right. Which makes you, which makes me, the doctrine of hell makes me appreciate whatever happened on the cross and the body, soul, and emotions of Jesus was so wrathful, so heavy that it, the, the cost of it was enough to pay for, or the value of it was enough to pay for any humans, every human on the planet who ever existed their eternity yeah. in hell. Like, I don't, I don't know that we could even begin to mentally, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, psychologically capture the value and the weight of the wrath of God on yeah. Jesus. It Thank God big. for Jesus Christ. Uh, all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. A yep. promise from, from God. And he's still building his family mm. today. So that's our prayer that this Amen. conversation has meant a lot to you and maybe put the, put the screws in us a little bit more to make sure the gospel is clearly presented in our own lives. Join us again when we talk more sermon Q&A.